हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज दर्शन महाराजा विथ यू वेलकम टू एपिसोड नंबर 11 ऑफ द एलिवेटर चैट सीरीज ऑफ आर कैनेडियन जर्नी बिफोर वी बिगिन आई होप यू हैड एन एन्जॉयबल कैनेडा डे विथ योर लव्ड वंस आई मस्ट एडमिट दैट ओवर द पास्ट फ्यू इयर्स इट हैज बिकम मोर एंड मोर डिफिकल्ट टू एन्जॉय दिस डे एटलीस्ट फॉर मी वॉट विथ असॉर्टेड वॉइस इज यूजिंग द अपॉर्चुनिटी टू advance their anti-Canada views. This problem was exacerbated this year with Carbon Tax 2.0, also known as Clean Fuel Standard, that's the official nomenclature, coming into effect on that very day. In the quiet of Canada Day, aided further by Twitter's new <laughs> act or tantrum, whatever you want to call it, of limiting the amount of time that we spend on that app i got thinking about the accusation by the federal government that the tech companies were stealing the content of canadian news publishers which made it necessary for the government to <coughs> excuse me table uh, bill c18 in light of this alleged stealing the obvious question is why no one was charged with this theft <laughs> did we not have the necessary legal provisions in our criminal code or in other pieces of legislation that already exist if not then the remedy would have been to add these provisions to the related laws did it require a whole new law to be brought into being i ask this as a layman with no background in law i think the new law was conceived because the alleged theft offered a chance to the statists in our government and indeed outside of government to enhance the state's control over private entities another question that i have about bill c18 relates to the statement offered at every opportunity that the vast bulk of advertising dollars in canada are now going to the tech companies i recall the number 85% that 85% of all ad spend goes to tech companies i don't know if my recollection is correct whether the number was actually 85% or not but regardless the fact is uh, well known that legacy media slash publishers are getting a fraction of the total advertising dollars spent in canada having worked in the private sector all my life i see this form from the point of view of the advertiser clearly very many of them are getting more bang for their advertising buck when they opt for the tech companies platform as opposed to the legacy publishers in other words the tech companies simply built a better mouse trap which is not to suggest that the advertisers are mice just a figure of speech the point is tech companies offered a better option to the advertisers and the advertisers took to it like a duck to water again advertisers are not ducks the legacy publishers priority then should have been to come up with an alternative that would negate the tech companies advantage at least partly It has been widely noted that uh, one possible way out of this predicament was to reduce their reliance on advertising revenues 
by seeking ways to increase their revenues from readers subscription but the part of this that hasn't been explored is why the legacy publishers were unable to increase their revenue from subscribers i want to make my next point very clear readers are willing to pay for the media content that resonates with them they may not agree with every part of that content but they find it interesting enough or engaging enough or thought provoking enough something worth uh, spending their time on and worth spending their hard earned money on they are willing to part with that hard earned money in order to be able to read that content or consume that content if it's not in a text format but in some other format like this podcast this is why many independent journalists analysts and commentators are able to attract paying audiences in large numbers on the new alternative platforms such as substack the line the hub the medium etc even writers who don't put their content behind a paywall such as yours truly and the always excellent spencer fernando are voluntarily supported by appreciative readers i cannot emphasize this enough when the content is made available without any prerequisite of payment so many canadians like the content enough to pay and support the writers out of their own volition which brings us to the legacy publishers inability to gain this advantage in fairness their expenses are way higher compared to the independent writers creating content sometimes from their homes as i do legacy media has rent and salaries to pay and much more infrastructure to invest in but on the other side of the coin their reach is also vast and they have the advantage of name recognition that the independents cannot even dream of in their wildest dreams the bottom line for me at least is that given their resources legacy media can get a broad enough subscriber base to make their advertising revenues irrelevant but they haven't been able to achieve that self sufficiency they are always dependent on external support for their financial survival is it because a their content does not appeal to a lot of people given the increasingly lopsided or ideologically motivated nature of their content i mean i have seen that but that is anecdotal we need to do a proper study of this on a scientific level and b is it because the people that their content does appeal to don't believe in paying for the stuff that they want i'm not sure but there are definitely questions that uh, these are definitely questions that should have been explored prior to formulating the legislative atrocity that we know as bill c18 i encourage you to ponder these questions and let me know in the comments what you think i'll see you in the next episode until then goodbye and take care